Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There is nobody I know who is more deserving of sitting in that room with that company and making music than you, my friend. This is such great news. I cannot wait to hear that. Um, And I will teach Tim who the MC5 are between this (laughs) conversation and the next one so that he can can do more than just smile politely. But that is such great news. I, 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 three of those names I recognize. I think that's pretty good for me. That was pretty good. (laughs) All right. 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys. Fellas, how are you here? Uh, We are on the 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys podcast. Exploring the Southwest. With Brad Brooks, artist extraordinaire. Jeff Simons, do the do the honors. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Brad Brooks to the podcast. He is a longtime running buddy of mine in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, he wears a lot of different musical hats, but the one we're showcasing today uh, is a series of remarkable solo albums stretching yeah. back to, for me, I think 2007 is the first time Brad and I played together or that I became aware yeah. of him, but... Um, he's been making just fantastic music for a long time. His most recent record is God Save the City, Woo! which is a, uh, um, well, it's a lot of different things. It's a, But it's a great record that's probably unified around the idea of holding it together through crisis, through uh, the trifecta pandemic facing America with uh, racial unrest and, and COVID and Brad's own journey uh through that time to health and success so if you have not listened yet to brad brooks's god save the city then you have not heard one of the best records put out yeah. in the last five or six years oh, so let's get good. on that it's good listeners and please welcome brad to the program Woo-hoo! our resident expert on uh cacti and tumbleweeds so here <laughs> we go <laughs> no thank you guys for having me really uh really uh looking forward to talking about you know, my Tucson roots, which, uh, as I said, is are still, you know, I still have some strong roots there and go back. My mom lives there, but uh, it's All still right. a very vibrant music scene, probably even more. After, you know, uh, I was there not too long ago, maybe around Thanksgiving, and I was just really kind of blown away how much is going on all over that, that sort of downtown Club Congress area. I was 
I was amazed. It's a, very much like Austin, Texas. You know, there's a oh, lot. Wow. Yeah. So, but it wasn't like that when you were a teenager or, or did it have a pretty good music scene back then? No, it did. It's always been kind of Austin's little stepbrother, you know, in a way. Okay. Uh, but very similar vibe of like, there's a country, uh, country kind of thing uh, to it, but also like a very freaky uh, DIY do-it-yourself um, house party um, kind of thing to it. And uh, there's always been very creative people and music um, coming out of there because it was an inexpensive place to live. And sure. there was the University of Arizona, which is still there. And um, it's it still has a cool vibe, you know? That's awesome. Now, so you grew up there. Did you learn to play guitar there? Were you DIY yeah, you know, as well? Uh, I started kind of the early 80s. Um, I didn't play guitar or piano. I was just the lead singer uh, writing lyrics to other people's music. Okay. And, um, and then eventually kind of learned to do that um, more when I uh, moved in the Bay Area. But I was, uh, you know, I kind of started in the scene there in the early 80s and, and, um, uh, really cut my teeth on on all that um, was going on there. And then I moved to the Bay Area in 1990s, so I can't really speak too much um, past that other than just the touchstones that I have. I've been going sure. back, the friends that I still have. Well, if we want to go back to the early 80s, because most of our listeners are of that vintage, uh, what were some of the clubs? Do you remember some of the venues that you would go and see shows at in Tucson? Yeah. Yeah, there was a, a place called Nino's, which was um, uh, kind of the place that um, uh, we probably played the most. There was Club Congress, which is still around, still wow. has great shows. Um, and uh, there was a um, place later on in the late 80s called Mudbugs. It was okay. like in all these places. There was the Tucson Performance Center. Um, uh, there was kind of, it's weird, Tucson was kind of split between like, East side of Tucson, which is more heavy metal and hard rock. And then uh -huh. you have the, um, the west side of Tucson, which was more the arty side, more of the, um, you know, um, just kind of coming up with its own stuff. You know, there were okay. bands like Green on Red that came out of there. There was um, uh, Hal Gelb, uh, Giant Sand. That's kind of where he started. Al wow. Perry, the cattle. Um, there was a guy named Reiner who was probably the best. Um, he was more of a roots uh, kind of style, but just um, uh, his stuff is really amazing to still check out. He was a great guitar player. Um, Wait, and what was the, the name? What was his name? Uh, Reiner, R-A-I-N-E-R. -E okay. Um, uh, unfortunately, he died of cancer in the 90s, but he was really one of the best. And he had a mixture of being able to, kind of do this sort of punky style mix with like uh dave edmonds kind of ability Ooh. all right kind of that good he that's a mix right there yeah. wow and then uh yeah hal gelb giant sand there was uh, van christian with naked prey um then then later than that there was the sidewinders who were came out uh probably one of the bigger bands um uh, there was Gila Band. Oh, the Sidewinders were became the Sand Rubies because they had to change their name uh, at one point. But they were they had a really great record called Witch Doctor that came out in the eighties. Then there was Giant uh, Gila Band. There was a band called Gentlemen After Dark, which uh, actually ended up moving to Phoenix later into LA, who were really big during that time. And 
Um, but yeah, there were some great shows. I was, and then later on, there was my band Pollo Elastico, who um, kind of was in the punk funk and kind of helped kind of be a part of that scene in Tucson. And uh, I'm sorry, up, and that was Pollo Elastico. Pollo Elastico, the rubber chicken. I mean, you've got the best band name ever right there. That's, that's a great name. Well, yeah, what, you, strike, you strike gold in the first one, and you're chasing it for the rest of your life. Yeah, right, right. Well, believe me, I was in about four other bands before that. That was the only one that like seemed to like uh, you know hit with people. So that's really cool. Well, what? How old were you when you when you left? Uh, God, I left when I was probably twenty eight, twenty nine. Oh, okay. Like Good, good long time in the Southwest. And how, yeah. so do you think at this point it's still informing your art or, or where do you see it come up in your, in your yeah. music and your lyrics? Yeah, it does. Well, and, and, and my, um, a really good example is in my last record, I, I wrote a song called Lee Marvin's Uzi, which yes. is a totally weird song, but it's a true story. When I was living in Tucson, I was delivering bottled water from my, that was my day job. I worked for Arrowhead Water. And the first time I went to, uh, 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 on my route, I went to Lee Marvin's house. And he, uh, and he was, um, and as I'm walking up to, it's like 7, 7.30 in the morning. As I'm walking up to his house, I look to my left and there's an Uzi sitting <laughs> on, the, on the wall. Oh and I've never seen one in my life. And I looked at it and I was like, wow, that's different. And so I knocked on the door because it's the first time I was there. And and he came out and uh, and I got to spend like 10 minutes just talking to him a little bit about movies. And we talked about music some because he'd sang. And, and finally, I'm like, yeah, what's the what's the Uzi for? <laughs> what's the deal <laughs> with the really, Uzi? Uh, it, was, it was really right between us. It was just kind of like talking to me uh, <laughs> um, and he said well that's for the primetime rapists and I, and at the time there was this guy that was terrorizing tucson called the primetime rapists and he was huh. like and so i was like man i don't think he's coming here <laughs> yeah nah <laughs> but but so so i kind of had to i ended up writing a song uh that was uh, about that experience and and i feel like it it really seeped in my music when i started uh, there's always a country kind of uh, uh, tinge to a lot of uh, some of the bands back then. And I really rebelled against that when I was kind of there. I was more of a rock rocker dude um, and more into like kind of, I guess, more synthesized kind of stuff as well at the time. But it was really always around. And it wasn't until I started writing my own songs that it started coming back in, you know. And it's weird. I had this same conversation with, I have a friend of mine, Eddie Spaghetti, who's in the Super Suckers. And, and uh, uh, he came from the same scene. And so we were talking about it years and years ago about how this country thing has come, had come back into our lives and how we'd always rebelled against it. And so for him, it came up because he later on, he ends up like doing a record and writing with Willie Nelson. But it was really this guy, Al Perry and the cattle and, and Christian and, and, uh, green on red uh dan stewart those guys that music kind of seeped into our our sort of subconscious and then it would come out in the writing later and so i've always had this sort of country thing to my to my writing that um that just came out and it's all from tucson really 
Well, it's it's funny you say it because I'm listening to God Save the City these last few days and, and checking out your music. It, I found it hard to categorize at times. Like there's something coming out uh, at different times from different categories. Um, and, and and I do I do get the rocking thread. Uh, but there, there's still but this, there's, uh, uh, there's a deep soulful thread in there yeah. too. And there's like, I mean, you say rock, right? I mean, there's, there are, there's a classic, um, there's a classic rock vibe. That's like Beatles, bad finger, Elvis Costello, like big melodies. Right. But then right. he's got this really kind of great kind of harder funky thing that happens, but it, now it's really evolved into kind of a classic soul thing. And, that leave Marvin Uzi track, like you can feel the dust in the. I mean, like I played that with Brad, and, and I have that, like I have that in the background when I'm playing. Like it, it, it's meant it's music for big vistas, you know. So it doesn't yeah. surprise me to hear Brad talk about that. Yeah, it's very, you know, it's very cinematic. You know, there's and and I I will say that. A band like um, Hal Galvin, Giant Sand, and all his versions, and also Calexico, like they distilled that vibe, you know, uh, that you know Morricone um, kind of thing. And there's, there's, um, and that's still out there. There's a really great band called Sixa X I X A that has even taken it further, and they, um, they have, they're doing this kind of psychedelic cumbia music, okay. and it. And it's really fucking cool, and it's <laughs> and it's 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 heavy in parts, but it's very uh, danceable. It's got like this southwestern vibe to it, and they are just badass. And uh, Winston Watson, cool. who uh, who I've known on and off for years, um, has plays drums in that band, and uh, it's really cool stuff. They they're some of my favorite newer records out of there, and they just have an interesting take um it's two guys brian lopez and gabriel sullivan and they're both super talented singers songwriters on their own but they come together with this band and and uh yeah it's 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 that a, sounds really cool yeah it's really uh, they've they've, they've kind of um i think uh, extended what calexico kind of did you know okay into a different different thing so is it still um you, you mentioned going back down there to visit your mom and, and seeing the downtown area and all the music venues? Is it still a good place for artists? You still can get a cheap apartment in Tucson? Uh I think so. It's probably you know, raised up. Um, maybe not like where Austin is now, where it's just kind of right. moved toward where the Bay Area is, but yeah, I yeah. think it's still expensive out there. And yeah, there's a vibrant music scene. People were able to make a living out there doing music and like I said, my, there's my friend Lauren Dirks in Gila Bend, and he plays out a lot. And uh, the Sidewinders, which was and Sand, Sand Rubies, um, uh, those guys will do their thing out there every now and then. And um, I feel like that um, that yeah, people are able to uh, to be able to make a living doing music out there, and that's great. Awesome. And I think that um, because it's always been a college town, and and it's always been a place that kind of makes its own fun. You know, whether it's a house party or All right. Or that that still goes on and and in fact um uh i want to give a little shout out to a friend of mine um a, f a friend of mine chris carlone is working on a documentary called tale of two houses huh. and it's about um the music scene the house party diy music scene in tucson from 83 to 89 and basically wow. there was two houses on one of the main streets by the university 
and their bands would play there all the time. And so there's a lot of archival video footage and he's put together a documentary uh, about it called wow. Tale of so yeah that's oh, that sounds great this, it's basically about what we're talking about that time you know in in the southwest uh kind of house party music scene nice it's amazing well, when somebody decides to make a documentary about a thing you that was so important to you isn't it <laughs> like it's the greatest feeling it like validates the space you keep in your brain for this like seminal experience in your life you know well, for sure. And Chris is very super talented cat. He played with me in Pollo Elastico, but has gone on to do like film editing. And and uh, and also he has this crazy thing called Bortz Minorts, which is this character that he came up with. And um, uh, but he does a lot of video stuff. He's 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 done a couple of videos of mine. He did Night Fades and he did God Save the City. But um, but yeah, he's been working on project for about a year and, and sort of acquiring all the um you know, all the footage and putting together in a story, but it's supposed to come out at some point. And then wow. also another one, there's another friend of mine uh, put together a documentary called High and Dry. His name is Michael Tabasi. And uh, it, he talks more about, um, even more in depth about this whole time frame as well. Cool. Cool. My buddy Joe uh, went to U of A from, what, 88 through 93. Mm. Uh and I, I remember visiting him and we saw some bands uh, during that time. Yeah. Well, let me, uh, let me ask you this question. What is, this is, this is a, uh, this is you bringing it home since I told you we'd only grab 20 minutes of your time. Um, what is your favorite musical memory you associate with, with Tucson or with the Southwest, you know, and, and whether that's as an artist or as a young fan of music, or it could be a childhood memory with your family. What what kind of sticks with you musically in your in your heart? Yeah, you know, uh, I I can't put one together, but just uh, there was a time, you know, maybe uh, maybe around that time when you came out, eighty eight. That's kind of for for me. Like I had was cutting my teeth in these different bands and with relative degrees of success. But really, when I was in Pollo Elastico. There was a vibe there. People were getting back into like funk and soul and 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 that kind of thing. And but also we're into heavy rock. And so when I was in that band, there was a lot of um, that was probably a really great time uh, of me sort of becoming the singer that I would become and also kind of distilling a lot of things that um, that I had kind of uh, grown with, you know. Right. So uh, there was this definite kind of scene during that time, you know, of people going out like really like, like you know, we would play warehouse parties for like 300 people. And and, and it was just wild, you know, in fact, some of, <laughs> some of it's online. There's a show, Poy Alaska at a, uh, at a warehouse. And um, it is just insane. Like there's just stage diving going on the whole time. <laughs> and I'm I'm like you know dodging people and, and <laughs> at some point we have to stop the show because there's a bunch of jocks who are being assholes and we had to call them out and, <laughs> and but yeah that prob that probably show in that time was really fun and there was a lot of buzz about the band at the time and of course like most things it you know it didn't quite happen but uh that's a really good good memory i have of that warehouse show just being like so much fun and uh, uh, a a friend a friend of mine a couple of friends of mine, a guy, uh, um, a guy named Craig Schumacher, it was the first 
band that he recorded because we did it in oh. actually uh, a guy named Randy McMan Randy McReynolds. It was his studio. I think it was called Eight by Eight or something like that. And and Craig was engineering his first time recording a band, a live band. And so he recorded the whole show. And then he goes on to make all those Calexico records and do all nice. kinds of production stuff. So, I'm, yeah, that's that's that really cool. Well, I also love you bringing that music to those 300 or so fans and coming back for more, you know, because probably probably they hadn't heard it. You know, they they hadn't uh, they hadn't then gotten into the uh, the history of music like you had at that moment. And there you are opening it up to them, except for the jocks. Apparently you didn't reach that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there was nothing, you know, it was kind of you never reached the jocks. Yeah. You never do. Yeah. I mean, that was what... it, kind of, it was kind of going on. You know, it was like it was when people were kind of into Fishbone and and yeah. and, and uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. And but we had our Arizona version of it. There was definitely something unique about the band because we had grown up desert rats, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, just the guitar, the guitar sound. There, there's a good Tucson is a guitar town, you know. And, yeah. And, like austin is you know it's got a twang but it's also got like a psychedelic twang to it you know so all right well i have got to go teach the youth of america how to charleston nice. and how to waltz you have oh, such a weird job fun. dude you have such <laughs> well, a weird I, job i don't even know what to say <laughs> to that last sentence that's that's amazing you know i i have one more sort of yeah uh, a plug to add um i i am right now in the middle of getting mixes for this mc5 record so yeah uh, talk so about that is, my uh, friend this is gonna this is a record that i've made with wayne kramer and uh with bob ezrin producing and uh we are hoping that it comes out probably in the early part of the summer um it's gonna be on ear music but um i'm starting cool. to hear mixes for this bob ezrin is fucking genius uh, of course and but it's got some heavy players. It's got Abe Laboreal on drums, who's Paul McCartney's drummer. Don wow. Wise playing bass. Wow. There's, there's a song with um, um, Dennis Thompson, who's the original drummer in, in the MC5. Vernon Reed is playing a solo on this. So All it's right. This crazy, it's this crazy uh, thing. And, and maybe some point when it comes out, we can talk more about that. I would but, love it. There is but, nobody I know who is more deserving of sitting uh, in that room with that company yeah. and making music than you, my friend. This is uh, such great news. I cannot wait to hear that. Um, and I will teach Tim who the MC5 are between this <laughs> coming conversation and the next one so that he can yeah, uh, he can do uh, more than just smile politely. But yeah, that is yeah, such great no, news. No. I I I three of those names I recognize. I think that's pretty good for me. That was pretty good. Pretty <laughs> All right. Good. I'll see you guys well, later, you guys. Brad. Thanks yeah, so much. Yeah. Nice meeting see, you online. Later, friends. Have Talk to you soon. See you. Bye, bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Mark, and I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the Best Business Network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here. 
and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Electric Cast.